want to ask, what are you scared of? Let me show you what I'm scared of. That's my four-year-old scout. I'm terrified of four-year-olds. Four-year-olds are so scary. Uh, four-year-olds uh, cry at the drop of a hat and they can cry for days. I've seen it. I have experienced it. Four-year-olds can ask the most bizarre questions at the most inappropriate times. Four-year-olds, um, they create messes and places I didn't even know messes could be had. Four-year-olds um, can, can ignore you with such grace <laughs> that it's scary. Um, my four-year-old scout is really good at all of this. Um, she's, she terrifies me in a lot of ways. And, and so uh, I don't know what scares you, uh, but four-year-olds scare me uh, because... Uh, they have such a good grasp of who you are that they can they can do things to get to you very quickly. Um, and so let's play a little game because this, this is the right format to play a little game. So play along at home, but we're going to play a little game called What's Scarier? What's Scarier? I'm going to give you a couple of images, a couple of options of what's scarier. Share along. Shout out at your television or your computer and let me hear you. Uh, what? scarier here. Okay, let's start here. A lion or a four-year-old? Which is scarier to you? Of course, it's the four-year-old, okay? A four-year-old, sure, a lion can pounce and destroy you within seconds with such ferocity that, that you won't even know it's happening. But have you ever tried talking or changing the mind of a four-year-old? They have such strength and willpower to never, ever agree with you. How about this one? Spider or a four-year-old? Of course, it's the four-year-old I'm scared of. One's lethal and scary. The other's a spider. How about this one? Going to the dentist or a four-year-old. Okay, um, you know, at least the dentist is hurting you um, uh, to make you better. The four-year-old hurts you for pleasure, nothing more. What about this one? The coronavirus or a four-year-old? The answer is the four-year-old, because a four-year-old will touch every surface of your home, and it'll be sticky. Every doorknob in my house is sticky right now, and they are carrying all kinds of dangerous germs with them all the time, spreading them all over my house. It is the four-year-old that is scary. Okay, what are you scared of? Here's where I want to begin, because we're all scared of certain things, but fear is very good at breeding anxiety. Fear is very good at breeding anxiety. See, what happens in, in a fearful state is that we breed this anxiety that, that can crush us, that can, that can pull us down, that gives us these blinders to which we can't see anything other than getting out of a place of fear. 
Fear can very much become the rudder or the driving force of our lives. And, and you and I can think of different moments in our lives where fear has bred such great anxiety that we can't do anything but get out of, but work to get out of that fear or that anxiety. Anxiety is a weight that holds us down, that pulls us down, that keeps us down, that puts those blinders on to which we are not, we're not aware of anything else that is going on. Because what is scary to us is very real and it manipulates us. And we live in a place of anxiety. And anxiety, a healthy emotion, but lived perpetually and all the time is very dangerous. Fear growing and breeding anxiety is a dangerous place to be in. And here's where anxiousness plays its part. Anxiousness grows from the unknown. It grows from the unknown. And we live today and in a cultural climate of great unknown, of great uncertainty, we don't know. And so anxiousness is, is coming to the surface and blinding us and holding us here to where we are going out and doing things that we never thought we'd have to do so that we are ready for whatever it is. We don't know what it is, but what could happen out of fear. Anxiousness grows out of our unknown. When we don't know what will happen, we tend to grow anxious. But if we never leave a place of unknown, of uncertainty, anxiety becomes such a regular part of our life that we live in a place of unknown and of great weight upon us where fear ultimately is our driving force. So if we know we can live in a healthy place, if we know we can rise above our anxiety, not push it aside, not saying anxiety is bad in certain aspects of our life, but if we live in the know, we can create a healthy boundary to anxiety. Okay, I've been to concerts. I've been around pro athletes from time to time, and I've seen how people react to rock stars. I mean, there's just, there's a craziness. There's a, there is a, I mean, there's, it, people love being around them, screaming, and they, they want their attention, want autographs from the athletes. I've been around them. I braved a grocery store this weekend, and as I was at the grocery store, I was in the back of the grocery store, walking down one of the aisles, and coming out of the back of the grocery store was an employee pulling a pallet, a pallet stacked very high of nothing but toilet paper. That employee... I've never seen anyone react with such love to that employee than in that grocery store this weekend. He was greater than a rock star. He was bigger than an athlete. Everyone wanted what he had on the pallet, more toilet paper. We live in an anxious time, in an uncertain time, a time when we're trying to figure out in this unknown what might happen, and we're living out of this fear that is breeding this anxiety. That toilet paper is the great gold of 2020 so that we can have it because we don't know. And so this day and age 
this era, this outbreak that we currently find ourselves in comes across a passage like this, Philippians 4, 6. And when we read this verse, it may seem completely foreign and unrealistic. Philippians 4, 6, this is the Apostle Paul who says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, we read that verse, and we like it when we are living in a known time, in a comfortable time, in a certain time. But in a day, an age, in a, a moment like this, uncertainty and unknown, this verse makes very little sense to us. Do not be anxious about anything, he says. There's no clause. There's no, well, don't be anxious about anything except coronavirus, COVID-19. That's not the point to which Paul makes to the church in Philippi and to his people today. It's clear. Don't be anxious. Now, I looked up that word anxious to which Paul uses in Philippians 4, 6. And another way of thinking about that word anxious, as Paul, as Paul states it here in Philippians 4, 6, is like this. Do not be distracted about anything. Do not be distracted about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Anxiousness distracts us. We know, and yet out of fear, breeding anxiety, we now forget. It distracts us from what is important and what is vital and how we ought to be functioning and living. Anxiousness is distracting. It distracts us from the known. It distracts us from who we are. It distracts us from all the things that we believe in, that we have held on to before. And so how do we solve that? We present the distractions to God. We turn to Him, as Paul says. We come to Him in prayer. We go to Him with the distractions or the anxiety. We turn to Him first and foremost so that we aren't people who are living in a place of unhealthiness, but people who are living in a place of the known. The God who is known. The Lord who is known. The love that is known through Jesus Christ. We become people who aren't distracted by the uncertainty, but people who anchor themselves in the known. So how do we start to do this? How do we stop being distracted in our anxiousness? Well, let's back up a couple of verses. This is how Paul gets into 4.6. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, Paul is not saying, well, let's just turn your frown upside down. <laughs> this isn't a, well, just, just 
shake it away, just fix it up. This is not a rejoice because, well, you should just be a joyful person in all circumstances. There are circumstances in life that are worth us being sad about and having some apprehension too. But living where anxiousness is being bred is unhealthy and it puts us into a place of the unknown. See, Paul's recommendation is that first and foremost, we go to joy. We go to God because in the presence of God, we find what true joy is. Now, now not happiness. Now, I'm, a, I'm a stickler for this because I think there's a difference here. Happiness is very circumstantial. I have burger, I am happy. I don't have burger, I am unhappy. I want to do this, but they say no, so I am unhappy, right? So it's based on everything around us and how things go, and we work for happiness because we want the perfect circumstance to make us happy. Now, joy, on the other hand, is an inner disposition where we are grounded or rooted or looking towards God. Therefore, whatever the circumstances are around us, we can still find joy. If we're practicing social distancing and our our daily lives are disrupted, our routines are disrupted, our trips are disrupted, whatever they are, the circumstances may not cause for happiness, but we still can be people who know the Lord and we therefore are joyful people. That we can be joyous in all situations. So joy, therefore, grows from the known. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Go to God and there you will find joy. Even in this circumstance, even in this cultural situation, even in a pandemic, you can have joy because God has not left us even in our uncertain times. And we can live in these uncertain times with knowing that God is there for us. Joy grows from the known. So let us be people who know that we have a God who is with us. Even if we physically can't be at Heritage Elementary School to worship, even if we physically can't be in our small groups right now, even if we physically can't do some of the things that we're accustomed to doing as a church, as a culture, as a community, whatever it may be, we can know that God is with us, that we can worship together online, even if we're physically apart, that we can pray for one another in different homes and at different times and know that God is still with us and others that are a part of our community. So here's what I'm asking. I'm asking us to be a joyful presence in the middle of anxiousness. I want us to be a joyful presence in the middle of anxiousness. We can do this but it's going to require us to stop living in a weighted down, uncertain time. And to be people who live in this uncertain time, knowing that God is with us. That God is for us. That God never has left us, even in pandemics. So how do we do this? First, let's be people who check in. 
Check in, church. Text others. Text your small group. Call someone. See how people are doing with this disruption to life because this disruption of life, by all accounts, isn't going away this week. Check in with one another. Safely reach out to each other. Be smart about how you do this, but reach out to neighbors. There's someone you know down the street, next door, around the corner, that you could possibly be a joyful presence in a very anxious time? Is there a relative that could use you to be a, a joyful presence during this time? Reach out to them. And thirdly, don't add to the noise. Can I be as direct as I possibly can? Stop reposting memes and articles. Stop commenting on everybody's two cents about the current climate that we're in. That adds to the noise and to the uncertainty. Let's be people who use our now social distance norm that we're growing accustomed to. Let us seek to be joyful, calm voices during this time. I want to end with Philippians 4, 7. So Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always by going to Him and do not be anxious or distracted about anything because we are in His presence. And here's what happens. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. May we be guarded not by toilet paper or by our safety nets or our bunkers. May we live in a place of known where God, where God guards each and every one of us. Do not be anxious about anything. <laughs>